Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 107 Podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, the co-host, Jesus Christ. Co-host. I thought we were going to have a normal it's intro. It's supposed to be a normal intro. Oh, <laughs> There's no such thing. All right. Do you want co-host. to introduce yourself, co-host? <laughs> yeah, let me just go get my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Ash, and we're back again to talk about a race. We are. We've a been race. racing. And a very good race. Arguably one of the best of the season. Not that it's that difficult, right? No, so far. I mean, with Max just dominating. uh, Yeah, there hasn't been any decent standout races, but when it rains... It pours. It pours. Yes, uh, we had the Dutch Grand Prix over the weekend, finally back from the summer break. and Mm, You've got blind. Have I have I gone blind? <laughs> new, new new glasses. I'm appreciating the style. I just, it's it's to like stop the blue light or something like that. Ah, uh, blue light. No, it's a myth. It's a myth. Is it's it a myth. myth? It's a myth. It's a myth. Okay. All light, all well. light, technically is rain is rainbow coloured. So it's a myth. I promise you, it's a is myth. It? It's a myth. All right, I'll take I'll take them off. There you go. I, I, now I've just I wasn't lost listening. my. <laughs> Do what you want. I've lost a few intelligence points there. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Taking those three. intelligence points away, maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I understood it, it was a myth. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, we've been racing. We were in Zandvoort. Social media teams threw Stroop waffles at everyone, um, and everyone had a nice rolled time. Them down the, um, uh, the banking. Yeah, I, like, honestly, like every year, Stroop waffles, Stroop waffles. It's like, yeah, all right, we get it. Um, I think the only people nice. well, there were, I guess, two people who had really bad weekends. Uh, first one was Daniel Ricardo. Who, very, very bad weekend. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. So, obviously, that now means that AlphaTauri have had four drivers this season and only three points, <laughs> which is very interesting. I, I can't remember the last time that happened this far into a season where you've had four different drivers for a single team and only, like, one, two, three points or anything like that. So um it's uh yeah it's definitely there's an a, interesting statistic there's a limit on drivers as well isn't there is there yes you can only have a certain amount of drivers per team huh did not know that so, so I'm sure that for special circumstances they will let more people drive but yeah there is a limit i, I think a, it's five i have a question for you then um okay. so liam lawson obviously he yep. took over from from daniel who broke his a wrist i guess um yep. but so I know that all Formula One teams have to have a rookie take part in um, an FP session. Because yeah. Liam Lawson took part in FP3 and also obviously in the race, I presume that AlphaTauri no longer have to do that. Is that correct? I presume. I guess I guess so. Um, so there we go. That's that wrapped up. I, I presume anyway. Um, or I don't, I don't know if it... Yeah, no, it definitely... I don't know if it counts, actually, because technically they already had a rookie in Nick DeVries on a technicality, so I don't know whether or not they technically needed to. I don't this think is, it this, Anyway, um, they, won't, they won't need to the rest of the season, but um, Liam Lawson seems to have a decent race, a uh, decent enough weekend. Um, he broke a, rec- broke a record from May 2022 as well, which is wild. Um, he was the first person to overtake Max Verstappen since the 2022 Grand Prix on track, not including race starts. Wow! In his first race, well done. He, well done, Liam. Um, I, I've said this a couple of times. Liam Lawson's pretty bloody good. Um, so 
yeah we'll have to we'll have to see how he kicks on obviously this weekend in monza but we are getting ahead of ourselves but let's go back to zandvoort let's go back to stroop waffles down the banking of the final corner um, i think let's go back to daniel um, oh, sure. because what yeah. i find amazing is that um i'm surprised more drivers don't break their hands or wrists or arms mm. with that jerk of the steering wheel yeah um, but that's why nico rosberg whenever he lost control of the car and he knew he'd lost control of it that's why he held his hands to his chest because he didn't although obviously there's like it's power steering and it's very unlikely to you know hurt your wrists or anything like that but he used to do that you can see it when he crashed with lewis hamilton um in barcelona uh, you can see he literally just lifts his hands straight off the steering wheel because he doesn't want the steering to snap and then snap his yeah. wrists or his thumbs, I guess, because the thumbs are inside the steering wheel. Yeah, so I found it interesting that that's probably the first time I've ever heard of a driver seriously injuring their hand like it's that. The first time in a while, yeah. Ah, uh, just shame. Ah, oh, it's just such a shame. Danny comes back, you know, has a summer break. Looks like his performances mm. could just start going back up again and. This is a bit of a blow, but I, th- I think we'll be back in a few races time. And Yeah, I think, I think they said does. recovery time for an injury like that is like five to six weeks. So okay. I imagine for a Formula One driver, it would probably be four weeks. Um, so I mean, there's, there's also still a load of races left. Yeah. Loads. So he'll still get a good few decent run-ins. If he comes back, let's just say he misses japan up to japan he's still got one two three four five six races yeah exactly yeah which is like quarter of a season yeah he still gets a race in vegas so i don't think he'll care that much (laughs) um yeah vegas is is the second to last race yeah so yeah also um in that same thing that nico talked about he mentioned Mm -hmm. that lewis does the opposite which is why sometimes he can keep a car going yeah and not as damaged because he holds on to the steering wheel yep so interesting but uh, yeah, we wish Danny well. Hopefully he'll be back soon. And yeah, let's talk about business as usual, I guess, from the top. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, I think it could have gone either way, like at the beginning of the I race. Did, I didn't see anyone um, really take Max in that car, especially in the wet. I didn't No, I guess, I, I guess the surprise for me was that nobody binned it during those opening laps when it was really, really bad rain and bad weather. I was really surprised that nobody went off. No one. Yeah. Um, so hats off to all 20 of the drivers um, because they did very well the first 20 laps. Uh, but that opening sort of you know 10 15 minutes was just ridiculous absolutely yeah, ridiculous i loved it um, chaos it it obviously i found it quite entertaining hearing george cry on the radio as much as he did like as if almost he was like deserved a a, a podium or something like that and i'm like mate just, just bring it down a level okay it's just you know it's so come on mean. well i'm not entirely wrong right i think that george russell yes like Initially, you were in a good position, but at the same time, just stop whining, my guy. Just just carry on, um, because we all know that anything can happen within a Formula 1 race. You saw um, Sergio Perez come from all the way at the back in a completely dry race to end up winning the race uh, in 2021. 20, 20, 2020? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, couldn't remember. Anyway, um, but we've seen it before. So 
shut up and drive as far as I'm concerned. You've literally paid millions of pounds. Just crack on. Um, so that was quite entertaining for me. Uh, it did annoy me that McLaren slipped so far down. And I think after the after the uh, race had sort of settled, race results, it had come out that essentially the, the team were telling both Oscar and uh, Lando that they expected the rain to only last for a couple of minutes longer. You'll be okay. You'll survive. And then the rain obviously just got much worse. So it was a strategic call that, you know, sort of screwed the McLaren boys. And it was uh, it was the strategy as well that screwed the Mercedes boys as well. So, um, but it did make for a very interesting race, the rest of it. True. Should we start with uh, Red Bull? Yes, start with Red Bull. Um those Max's. first couple of laps, yep. once Max and Checo switched tires, Max took out four seconds on Checo within a lap. I mean, how? How does that man keep on doing it? Like I said, it was wet weather, and Max is a master in wet weather conditions. True, yeah. He's at one with the car. I mean, but it, it's just ridiculous. Four I seconds think it's, is just insane. It, I think it's more of a it's more a reflection of Sergio rather than Max. Yeah, I think you're right. Think. Um, but at the same time, it's just outrageous that you can gain that much um, within a lap. Yeah. So, what do you make of the call to pit Sergio before Max, and then Max getting the undercut? Sorry, pit Sergio after Max, Max getting the undercut, and just coming out ahead of him. I know he was taking seconds out of him. I think still. it was it was also track position, right? I don't think it was necessarily a case of, oh, we're going to pit him first over him. I think it was literally Max was closest on track and the next person really? to pit. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because the, uh, they didn't speak to Sergio um, about pitting. Uh, Max was called in by the team, so Max didn't make the decision to pit. So it does make you wonder, is that really an excuse that track uh he was closer on the track or they like favoring max which is we all know what they do and if you're taking seconds out of your teammate then maybe right let's get him on the optimal strategy because he's driving the car better than sergio is yeah um i think uh i think it's it's partly like a bit of 50 50 to be honest with you i think it's probably not only are they, you know, talk, talking to Max and communicating a bit more, but at the same time, Perez could very easily communicate and say, I want to come in and I want to pit for inters or wets, depending on whether or not you want to lose the race. Um, but I want to come in and pit for inters is a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Um, I know that obviously he's probably, you know, maybe asking the team for more info and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm really not entirely sure, but I don't think it. This doesn't stink of preferential treatment. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I think it does. I don't. I think, I, I think it's just the, the, both drivers are out on track. Okay, I know Max has taken seconds out of him, and then the team decide, not Sergio and Max. The team decide we're going to bring Max in first. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it was down to Max as the next driver to come up on like on the radar i'm pretty yeah. sure it was track position i might be wrong i don't know um but i'm i'm pretty sure it was that um plus let's be honest even if it wasn't a case of oh it was just track position as you said max is a master in the wet so if you're going to pit anyone 
onto that tire compound first, it's going to be Max. That that's true. Uh, <coughs> I, I just, it. I think it does. Like, look, if they're going to get preferential treatment, that's fine. But you know, it just. I don't know how to. If I'm Sergio, I'm thinking, what is going on? Like, literally, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, because even, like Max could have easily done another lap on those tires. I don't think it was trap position. I just think, yeah, it's preferential treatment. He's the guy that we're going to yeah. maximize the win for. And uh, that's it. He would have got the win regardless of how that pit stop went anyway. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even uh, Sergio went on the radio saying, did Max undercut us? And they're like, yeah, he did. But he wasn't called in. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was uh, equaling Sebastian Vettel's record of nine straight wins. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, such a great achievement for sure. Um, and it's it's absolutely phenomenal. I think that the only real difference is that I feel like the, the Seb wins were a lot more driver-based, like driver-earned compared to Max's in terms of the competition. Like the competition just isn't there. Max is just leagues and leagues ahead. Um, and you've also got Perez in a similar car also performing and winning races at the same time as well. Whereas with Seb, that wasn't the case. It was just him dominating. It wasn't necessarily the car. I'm 99% sure um, that during that season where Seb won nine in a row, I'm 99% sure that... Who was his teammate? It would have been Weber at the time, wouldn't it? Um, it was Weber. yeah. I think he only won one race. And there were only, I think, well, how many races Mark were Mark Webber didn't win a single race. There we go. So that's, I thought he only won one. But that's exactly what I'm talking about in terms of like Seb was just like a level above everyone else uh, in a car that wasn't a level above everyone else. Whereas Max is a level above everyone else, don't get me wrong. But he's in a car which is a level above everyone else so and again i don't want to take away from the achievements or anything like that it's absolutely ridiculous nine wins in a row is insane in a sport where over qualifying cars are within you know a second of each other from first to 20th like within q1 sometimes um it's it's absolutely insane so it's uh it's definitely an achievement which is up there with like other incredible sporting achievements like you know like Usain Bolt's world record 100 meter dash that sort of thing it's on that level as far as I'm concerned especially if he gets that 10th win this weekend in Monza yeah which is looking likely I think uh this record is harder to get than uh, Seb's record I think the opposite no I I think Seb's is harder because there's less races in a season um I don't think that makes too much of a difference. I think if you look at that season, Mark Webber mm. didn't win a single race. Yet nope. Sergio has won races. Yep. Um, also, this is the second year they've had these kind of cars. True. Uh, whereas Seb's was right at the final year just before big regulation changes. Yeah. And I also, that was the year where they changed tyre compounds mm. after Great Britain. And after Great Britain, Seb just dominated. Yeah. While in this one... The same thing. They've changed the tire compounds. And Max has continued to, to dominate. Continued to dominate so. as well. Whereas pre the tire compounds, you had Fernando winning races, you had Nico winning races, you had ah, Kimi winning I races. I see. So you're just salty that Fernando didn't win. Got it. <laughs> I'll always be salty that Fernando didn't win. 
So I, I think Max is, is more, more difficult than Seb's, I believe, in my, uh, in my opinion. I'm very biased because it's Seb. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I just feel like the, the achievement of Seb is just that bit better personally yeah um, each their own i, I again think is better. i i don't want to take anything away from max especially because he's probably going to go ahead and win 10 uh which is ridiculous and also had you know mercedes not won in brazil last year this winning streak would be even longer um red bull only red bull have won this season it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i don't think we will see and i said this before on the podcast i don't yeah. think we'll see domination like this again for years uh, this is this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I could definitely see it happening next year. No, but for Red Bull again, I can't see it happening with a different constructor next year. Not to this oh, level. Okay. To this level. Like I like if you said to me next year, records... McLaren or Mercedes, maybe Ferrari, or but also maybe no. Aston next Martin. Next year there'll be no one that could beat that record but Red Bull. No, that's what I'm saying in terms of like there Sorry, won't be another. No, no, no. I'm just saying like that. Like this, we are in the middle. As far as I'm concerned, we're in the middle of this Red Bull domination, and it's just going to carry on. Like I think they've got it locked in until at least 2025, where they will start focusing heavily on 2026 regs, and I think then it's more of an open playing field. But even then, I don't, I don't know how 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 well that's going to go for any of the teams to be completely honest um i think audi will come out of the gate and do something interesting but at the same time like everyone else i think it's a pretty even playing field i think 20 next year they've got it locked down i think 2025 we might see something different maybe just, who knows I, I think so i think they've had some more time to understand the car it's a last year before regulation changes so some mm. people may go all in some people may not go all in since yeah. like 2021 when Honda, the engine, made it all the way back up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see him next year just dominating from the outset. Yeah, next probably. Next year's a write-off. But 2025, I still think there could be some some changes there. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I just, like I said, I think we're in the middle of this this Red Bull domination. We're a season and a half in, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. So another season half. and a half. <laughs> we're probably halfway through now. <laughs> um so so yeah so i think i think that the the domination will, will essentially carry on unless something ridiculous happens like the monza curse um yeah. but we'll we'll have to wait and see we'll discuss the monza curse at some other point um but uh it's it's going to be interesting for sure to see just how many wins in a row he actually gets and also just interesting to see how many wins in a row um red bull get like like just for for the them as a constructor not necessarily max on its own because i mean you know sergio is still very clearly capable of winning races yeah i don't think they'll get i still think another team and driver will win there's all yeah there's always one upset during a season there's There's always too many variables Um, weather and car performance and just someone just sending it into turn one so i still think they will but yeah you're right we're in the middle of a historic season so just take it in enjoy it and, and appreciate it yeah um but yeah uh quick word on sergio he didn't have the best qualifying he didn't have the best race it looked like when he made the switch to inters it's like okay could be going his way and max is like no thank you yeah no it's not going your way <laughs> max is like no no this is not happening i, I and unfair advantage in terms of it's advantage. his home circuit 
Sergio's going in there knowing that I it's mean, Max's there's, home there's, circuit. There's an unfair advantage, and there's taking seconds, four seconds, seconds out, of a, out, yeah, out of a lap, out yeah. of your teammate in the same car on those tires. That that's not home advantage. That is just annihilation. I, I, I not even. I can't, yeah, I can't even. I don't even know what that is. Again, I just it it just leans into even more. It it leans into Max is just in a league of his own. Perez is well, good. But he's not world champion level like Max is. That that's essentially yeah, and, the difference. And look, he made the mistakes in the pit lane, which gave him the time penalty, which got uh Gasly up into the podium positions. Yeah. Um what was the other one? He when um he just locked up when it aquaplaned and he locked up and hit the wall. Alonso yeah. went past into second. Yeah. You're not seeing Max make those mistakes. No. You're just not. No. And you're not seeing yeah. Alonso make those mistakes as well. Yeah, so, or Hamilton, or well, Russell. Well, actually, you're seeing Hamilton make those mistakes. He did lock up <laughs> and almost send it into the wall. Um, but I tell you, we'll, I know we usually go first, second, third in terms of constructor and in, in terms of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah. it's got a logical but, sense to it. Uh, I want to touch on Logan Sargent because he did bin it into the wall, didn't he? So you were going to go from top to bottom. I want to Logan go from Sargent. top to bottom. I want to go from the highest highs to the lowest lows. And I feel very bad for Logan. He had a a hydraulic leak, I believe it was, yeah. um, in the end. I initially just thought that it was him, you know, maybe take, maybe trying to take the corner too quickly. But if you watch the replay back, you can see the wheel just isn't turning. Um, and so he lost control of the car. Um, but for some reason, he stayed out there like the rest of the race. He didn't try and come back. Uh, okay. Which is very odd. Like he was just, he just stayed there until the end of the race like with the with the stewards not with the stewards with the um marshals marshals That's maybe he just wanted odd. maybe you know like it's a high adrenaline situation he's crashed out maybe he felt he could have done better it's just like yeah. you know what i just just want my alone time right now kind yeah of especially so. when you see what albon's doing yeah qualified it in in p4 he's doing that's loads of laps on tires and yeah different uh weather conditions and yeah, got it to, to P8. We I, got some points on the board. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. I do apologise. I'm not finding this boring whatsoever. Um, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> it's your own podcast. Uh, yes, my own podcast and I'm tuning out. No, um, yeah, I, th- I think that Albon as well. And that's also, I guess, a kind of similar comparison between Red Bull and Williams in terms of if you had one driver who just brings it in every single week nails it uh and then you've got another driver who just isn't on the same level whatsoever um and i do kind of feel like if you were to compare logan to alex i do feel like it's a slightly unfair comparison in in just in my opinion um but at the same time you are obviously your your first comparison is against your teammate um and it's a real shame that logan hasn't put points on the board just yet yeah, but he's getting better. He there is getting better. That's the thing. Um, he's still a rookie. Yeah. So I would expect towards the end of the year that he could be on a similar level to Alex. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think he'll score points in like very technical tracks like Singapore and stuff like that. I think that if he just survives Singapore, he'll be fine. Um, but I think that in Monza, you could expect to get some points with how good the top speed is of that Williams um and also probably qatar as well you could potentially expect a point or two maybe um and obviously vegas as well with the very long 
stretch as well you would hope for points in in a i guess a home race even though miami is closer to his home but also it's still the u.s so technically a home race um but i i would expect logan to score points this season um and i think given the opportunity and how bad the alpha is he could even outscore yuki potentially um which is wild saying it now that it came out of my mouth um because i bloody love yuki but that car is just not up to scratch nowhere near as good as the as the williams but it would be really good to see logan score some points later on this season however we are getting way ahead of ourselves let's bring it back to the race <laughs> um and we we yeah I know. i'm it's, keeping it's it on the mean. race i'm going off you're, on tangents i do apologize um but so bringing it back to the race We've talked about Checo, we talked about Williams. Alex obviously had an absolutely unreal weekend. Um, but let's go back up to the top and go through Aston Martin. I have a little game to play with you, which okay. is, can you tell me where Lance Stroll finished in the Grand Prix? Sorry, say that again? Can you tell me where Lance yep. Stroll finished in Zandvoort this weekend? What position uh... did he have? Without looking at it, don't look it up, I can see you. <laughs> I can see you looking it up. Don't look. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me All what right. position he, he finished in? P12? P12 is your guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was P12 as well. <laughs> P11. It's P11. It was P11. Okay. Well, that's exactly my point, ladies and gentlemen. Yet again, completely underperforming for Aston Martin when you've got Fernando Alonso reigning in a Red Bull and you've got, you know, bloody... Oh, this Canadian who just oh, it's just oh, it's so frustrating because for some reason he just hasn't got it this season like Lance keeps banging on about you know needing to work out how he gets faster and stuff like that very clearly he's struggling because he's still not as fast as Alonso I'm not expecting him to be as fast as Alonso but just he's not even in the same room right I think they need the stakeholders and the senior team at Aston Martin need to take a long, good, long, hard look at Lance Stroll. Yeah. Yeah, I know his dad funds a team and that's why he's got the seat and that's, for, you know, but at one point, are you like, look, the McLarens are getting points, the Mercedes yeah. are getting points, the yeah. Ferraris are getting points. When We're not going to stay up there for long in the constructors if it's just Fernando dragging us around. Yeah. And points means money kind of thing. So, yeah, um, fantastic result by Fernando. Um, absolutely aced it in the wet, in the dry, in the yeah. mixed conditions. Good on Aston Martin for their strategy calls. They had a bit of a slow pit stop, but Fernando was able to make up for that. Yeah. And, yeah, it seems like they're kind of back where they were at the start of the season. It does. And, it uh, does seem yeah. like that. Um, well, one of the drivers, it seems like that. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. Like I'm, I, I'm really happy that they seem to be having a uh, a little bit of a upturn after the tire compounds and stuff changed because it's yeah. it's something and the which, upgrades. Yeah. Yes, the upgrades are working. They've they obviously had a couple of uh, bad races, I guess, with after after the tire compounds changed. But they seem to be back on top of it now, which is great. So uh, I think it's partly, I guess, tire compounds, but also partly their grades just weren't properly tuned in and they they couldn't find the right setup for silverstone as well so it's it's good to see alonso pushing for p2 and sometimes even pushing p1 for a couple of laps before max yeah. runs away it's nice it. it's nice um, but yeah but back yeah, on the podium very good very happy to back see him on the back podium. on the podium 
And yeah, doing doing wonders in that car and hopefully maybe sneaking a race win. Yes, we can hope. We can live. Let's hope so. Let's hope Singapore. I mean, that's that's going to be the place where it happens if it's going to happen anywhere. <laughs> it, it has to happen somewhere like that. Like with, with how close the walls are and how high speed that track is. It's and possible. how long that track is as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a long it's, track as well. Yeah, It's a long race. It's a hard race. So. Yeah. Cool. Right. Who was next? Who was next in well, the standing? I guess to, Alpine. Uh, Alpine, your favorite team. Yes. <laughs> how how sorry how did pierre end up on the on the podium george russell's kept... podium was taken by pierre <laughs> how did he happen? kept he kept his nose clean he just drove a solid race avoided any drama and his hard work paid off yeah Simple it, as that. it's it's absolutely ridiculous stops. but he's good strategy he's done it they've done yeah. it uh fair play to the team in all honesty uh absolutely fantastic um but yeah and this I, is the way you need to be you know mixed condition races if you're in the middle the lower half of the table this that's is what the you kind of race do. that you yeah. need to take advantage of it's like hey we can score some solid points here yeah. as williams have well, shown and that's exactly what hasted well. that's exactly what hasted kevin made up 13 places within the first few laps first five laps um has did the exact same thing but the car just doesn't have pace in the dry anyway, pace. It doesn't, have, doesn't pace. have pace, um, which is which is a real shame. Um, but yeah, so I think Alpine did pretty well. I don't. Where did Ocon finish? Uh, Esteban came P ten, so got a point on the P ten. Okay, cool. Um, I just wasn't. They made that sure. mistake. I wouldn't say mistake. It probably was the right call if it hasn't been red flagged. But they moved on to the full wets instead of the inters. Yep. Uh, before the red flag came in, so yeah, um, it was just slightly bad timing on the decision but you want to make these kind of strategy calls just in case anything does happen so yeah uh he came p10 and then uh ferrari uh p5 for signs yeah but another race to forget i mean they had the whole yeah i mean especially for charles that's definitely a yeah. race you would just just like thank god we're done there yeah that um, that first pit stop for ferrari where they tried to do a pit stop without spare tires was bad I, I don't understand that because you see the weather so you probably want to be prepared just in case one of your drivers comes in yeah there's reports that you know they weren't ready for him because he charles caught it very last minute yeah then like again so what's happening with communication yeah and stuff like that you know can you even blame the team if your driver just literally tells you as they're coming into the pit lane oh i'm, I'm in the pit lane let's put enters on yeah I think it's half of uh, was it half a dozen or one six of the other where Carlos, Carlos sorry Charles should have communicated better, but the team just like look just just be ready you never know yeah just but uh, yeah I think gosh, so too Ferrari um, just I don't I just like I just it's I don't painful even, to it just, watch it's so painful, painful to watch just um, just to it now because Carlos did the best he could yeah I I think the other thing is as well is that Leclerc's damage was because he ran over his own front wing end plate. So he damaged his own car um, with the contact that he had in the opening couple of laps. So, like, I I think it was wrong of Ferrari to keep running the car as long as they did. They should have just retired the car very, very, uh, very, very soon. They lost 60 points of downforce with that. Apparently, um, there's also an engine issue as well. Oh, I don't know about an engine issue. I only know about uh, the, the downforce issue. But to me... You could save that engine. Charles only had... I think he's on his last gearbox, I want to say, already. And then you start taking penalties. 
bring the car home. Just just retire early on. Like you don't need to to you know risk having some sort of penalty in your home race next weekend as well. Like if for some reason he now needs to take a new gearbox because he carried on running at this race when he shouldn't have been running. That's stupid. But it's also very Ferrari, so they probably have. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think Ferrari are looking at the next race. They're just like, let's maximise what we've got now. If you yeah. have to take 10 penalties in Monza, um, we have to. But Yeah, but very yeah. good race from Carlos. I actually thought he did very well. I think he did very well. I think yeah. P5 was the best they could have got. You know, yeah. He tried to make up positions where he could. But yeah, a painful one for Charles. Yes, yeah, for sure. But very good job for my main man, Carlos. Uh, next up, Hamilton, who did awful in qualifying. Well, look, Mercedes, yeah. but Hamilton. Hamilton was next, and he did awful in qualifying. He was qualified in P13? Yep. 13? Yeah. That's bad. That's quite bad. Um, yeah. But he made up for it in the race, as far as I can yeah, see. Yeah, he did really well um, in the race. Again, mixed conditions. Wet. Yeah. These are his conditions. He did well. Again, I think he called it. It goes, I think he should have pitted when they forced him to stay out. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, he could have been up there, even taken out third or second. But uh, yeah, it looked really racy. But it's just, you know, if you're down in 13th, it's going to be difficult for you to get points. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was a good um, recovery drive. That's yeah, essentially it what it was. Drive. It was a good recover- recovery drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't really. And then um, the other uh, Merck uh, was was the opposite, really. So George qualified well, um, and then yeah, it just uh, went backwards and unraveled. Race, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a Lost real shame. His podium. <laughs> yeah, the the cry like the the crying and whining on radio. I don't have time for that. Like, just drive, please. <laughs> they're just they're, they're high performance athletes under stressful situations. Yeah, I know and I do get and that and maybe you should take my comments is. with a pinch of salt but at the same time like it it was a bit much for me personally. <laughs> um, but there we go. Uh, and then next up was my, my boys who have helped with uh, with my depression this week which is McLaren. Um, they should have pitted. They had, as we mentioned earlier on, they had some issues with, oh, we think the rain's only going to last a couple of minutes, so let's stop, let's not stop. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't go particularly well, did it? No, they qualified well. Yeah, qualified um, really well. Lando put it on the front row, Oscar up there as always. But, yeah, in the race, just did not have the race pace, went backwards. But you know what? I think having two point scoring positions, considering where they were at yeah. the start of the season, not bad at all. Not bad at all. The upgrades are working, especially yeah. in the dry. So you know what? I'm gonna stay positive about McLaren. Yeah, it's just disappointing because I feel like we were robbed of a McLaren podium at points that was George's really. But I mean, it feels <laughs> like we were we were robbed of the podium. I wouldn't say you were robbed of the podium. Um, <laughs> I was. Just say you were robbed of a podium. I was. It's me, not like George it's not Russell. Like Lando was in like P2 for ages. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, can we talk about um, Alonso's uh, first lap overtake? Please. Man, the guy's just got it. The he guy's does. just does. got it, right? Age is simply a number. Just everyone's going high. I think I'm just going to go low, get yeah. past George Russell. That's yeah. it. I'll and be honest with you. Past 
I, Lando on mixed conditions on dry tires. I was surprised that more drivers didn't try that move. I was surprised about that. That was the only thing for me. I think, because it I think forces I the Pierre driver on the higher line. It forces yeah. them to act and they have to break. They have to. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I saw Pierre try it and maybe George. But. Yeah. I think that the, the one that annoyed me was that I think it was I think it was Lando who was stuck behind Yuki for a long time. He just wasn't he could have used a move like that. And there were a couple of times where I was like, come on, just take the low line. Like, just <laughs> go round him. Come on. Because uh, he got stuck behind Yuki for a long time. So I think that you do have to remember that Zanvor is a difficult track to overtake at. But at the same time, like, come on, just stick it up the inside. I mean, if the 41-year-old veteran's doing moves like that. Yeah, then yeah, you've got no excuse, Lando. You pathetic. No, I'm kidding. I love you. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think that if, Lan- if Lando uh, or any other driver were to try it um, and it were to go wrong, fair play for giving it a go especially did you see the f2 let hold on hold on did you watch the f2 race no i didn't oh I was my away god you missed you missed uh, right 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 okay we're gonna do a quick five minute f2 segment because the f2 was brilliant right okay. the f2 right you had the the top three in the championship none of them scored points in this in this like f2 race the third to last f2 race none of the top three score points we had a guy who um the who ended up winning this french bloke i can't remember his name because it's some <laughs> weird french name like I it's viansky or something like that I'm, I'm gonna look it up now but he did an amazingly well but the win came out of nowhere um but like vesti pitted halfway through when the weather was changing and he got halfway round a lap and then both of his back wheels fell off because <laughs> oh, um, uh poor pit stop yeah poor pit stop um i'm trying to find it now because like the whole weekend was just mad um, I'm, I'm gonna oh youtube novalak that was the guy who won i do apologize but I, I only, I, I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with Novak because he drives under a French license. He is a French driver. However, um, he then got up onto the like podium and he was speaking quite literally perfect English. And I was like, how the hell is he doing that? He just sounded like like a normal English bloke. I Googled it, and he's been living in the UK since he was like 13. So, <laughs> so his English is like literally perfect, but it just completely threw me off guard. Um, but Novalak won. Um, but so like slippery where, where conditions and stuff come? like that. Behrman had a had an incident on Tarza on the on that corner where uh, Alonso overtook um, Sergio bank, at the beginning, the bank, bank corner, yeah. um, which was ridiculous. Um, so he had an incident, and then I believe he he finished like P seven. I want to say, um, okay. where was it? See all results. Right. I will. Watch oh no, Fittipaldi can... was seventh. Um, uh, I will watch this, and if you're listening, YouTube F2 Zandvo and watch the feature race. Please do watch where, it because it was actually really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, so so I would highly recommend going and watching it because the whole la- the whole race was drama. Um, but so the uh, Porsche also like span out as well. So Porsche was leading the leading the championship as well. Still is um but yeah it was just absolutely ridiculous like i did not expect 
what happened to happen. The F2 yeah. racing this year has been amazing. So I've actually written down, like, on my... I have a weekly calendar, which I've been doing. I've been doing something called time blocking, where you block out hours of time. And I've literally put it into my calendar to, to watch the F2 race in Monza okay. this weekend. I, I'm really, really looking forward to it because it's really good racing. Um, the one point that I would like to make, though, is that when you watch it, you will fully understand exactly why we still need tyre blankets in Formula 1 because it was so dangerous having these cars come out onto a track with cold tyres. So, so dangerous. Um, that's something which I think you'll appreciate when you watch the highlights um, because it was just absolutely insane how many little slips and like offs there were and like going wide and stuff like that it was absolutely insane so um i know that we discussed obviously you know the the ruling for tire blankets has been um extended, you know, yeah. extended um last week no week before uh two episodes ago but very uh, clearly yeah. i Around i Belgium, personally yeah. just think we really do need tire blankets we just do uh, yeah, I'll have to watch race to to see it. Well, that was so. F two corner. Um, F2 so that, <laughs> uh, but yes, if you if you get the chance, go and watch it. To anyone listening, go and watch the F two highlights from Sandvolt. Will do, will do. Um, we've done most of the top teams. We've just got Haas. Yeah, back to the race. Uh, Haas. Yeah, back to the race. Oh, I bought a Haas poster. Did you? Yeah, I bought a Haas poster. All right, is it fifty percent off or something? How dare you? I'll have you know, I paid full price. <laughs> oh my god! Can bought, you show the poster? Of course, can I can show the poster. Show it. And you have to I describe it as well. I'll, I'll go and get the poster right now because I can see it. It's just off to my left. But is it is it as nice as the poster that I got you? So the poster that you got me is hanging. You can see it if you're watching on video. Yes. You might be able to see the corner of it, depending on how I've edited it. Um, but it's a lovely poster and Shari, my girlfriend, um, who doesn't listen to the podcast cause she hates me. Um, but she, <laughs> she bought me the, um, automobilist, you know, you're the one that you bought me was automobilist yeah. as well. She bought me the British Grand Prix, um, McLaren limited edition poster for my birthday, Ooh. which I'm ah. very, very With happy the about the Chrome one. Yeah. So yeah, she bought me nice. that for for my birthday. So she gets she gets very good girlfriend points for for buying me that. But so here is the Hass poster. Hold on a minute. Taking a while. It's not that big, but it's very cool and upside down. But look at that for audio listeners. It is Kevin Magnuson's car uh, on a very fancy background. But I love <laughs> it. I absolutely is love it. An, it. It's I an automobilist one. Yeah, automobilist. Uh, Twenty Kevin Magnuson. Um, and I bought it because it's the only F1 car I've ever touched. God, I sound like a virgin. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the only F1 car I've ever touched, uh, which is ridiculous. But I love it. It's it's such a nice poster. I live in Denmark. Kevin Magnussen is the national Did hero you not here. Technically, touch the cars at Mercedes Benz World. I did boop it, didn't I? I booped it. So, I so a lot of them. I booped pretty much every single one of them. <laughs> because you can't get in trouble for booping a Formula One car, as far as I'm concerned. If you boop it, it's fine. It doesn't count. If you're like properly like rubbing it up or like grabbing it and opening doors and stuff like that, of course you're getting in trouble. But if you literally just look, 
then that's fine. That's perfectly allowed. Um, but no, that is the only Formula One car I've ever, I've ever booped. Active Formula One car. Let's go with that. Um, and also, I think some of the ones that I booped in... Some of the ones that I booped. Some of the ones in Mercedes-Benz world, I believe some of them were just replicas. They weren't the actual original cars. Some of them yeah, were. Yeah, they're just show cars. But just I think one or two mostly. of them were some of the actual but i can't i can't remember what, which ones yeah. most of them just show cars they're there on um, permanent display so yeah I imagine they're just show cars yeah but um but yeah so i i love the poster so i bought it but anyway back to Haas in in the race oh i have a slightly off tangent thing oh god yeah i i've done um, i've gone off on ta- tangents and stuff it, like that so it's your I've turn now the, um i met felipe massa a few years ago did i ever tell you this no yeah <laughs> well I, I would say i've met him so basically, right. I went to Goodwood Festival of Speed. Yes. Yeah. And a friend of mine who worked in the events industry got us tickets. So we were in like nice, some yeah. fancy area. Um, and they try and get Formula One drivers to come and do a little Q&A and talk to some yes, yeah. esteemed guests. So I got in for free fools. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you told and, uh, Yeah. So he walked by. I just like shook his hands. And this sounds so weird. Um, but he has the softest hands ever. <laughs> I was like, what's your skincare routine? Because your hands are incredibly soft. He is also incredibly tidy. <laughs> yeah, I found that with like with um with Kevin. Kevin was stood next to Nico, and Nico is massive in comparison. But then I have to remember that I'm also massive. So they all just they they but that everyone looks small to me. So How that, tall is Nico? 184 centimeters tall, That's I believe. Six, six foot one. Nico Hulken. And then how tall is? I believe uh, uh, Nico Hulkenberg is 184 centimeters. I was so close. Uh, whereas Kevin is 174, so Kevin's a lot shorter. Um, well, I say a lot yeah, shorter. So, 10 so me and me and Nico are the same height. Yeah, so uh, small. I think I'm 180. I'm 183. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Um, and so Kevin was, mm-hmm. what was he? 1.74, did you say? Uh, Kevin is 1.74 meters tall. So Kevin is 5'7". Ooh, that's, that's a bit Yeah, so, so that's not as big as you'd expect, but it helps him no. be quicker, I guess. So there is that. But even Esteban Ocon at 6'2 is tiny, as far as I'm concerned. So. Do you know who's a lot taller but doesn't look it? Uh, Charles. Charles is like 5'11". 5'11 is not tall. Come on. 5'11 is tall. 5'11 is not tall. If you are six foot tall, you are tall. If you are far, if you're, if you say, oh, I'm five you're the, foot, you're, just you're like small. The same you're tiny. As every girl on dating sites. <laughs> yeah, because I am tall, so I'm allowed. <laughs> so Charles Leclerc is. I've got Oscar Piastri's height. He's 1.78. Charles Leclerc's 5'9. He's not 5'9. Told you. Told you he's tiny. Th- he is small, is he? I thought he was 5'11". I told you he's tiny. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure I've seen on the website that he's taller than that. So I can give you... So I'll, I'll give you higher, lower. Who's taller than the other one? Right, okay. You're going to... Okay. So who's taller? Valtteri Bottas or Kevin Magnussen? Oh... This is a real tangent. This is this is great podcast. I'm going to say Bo- uh, Magnuson's taller. Magnuson is taller. Valtteri Bottas is seven one seven three. 
and Magnuson's 174. Who is taller? F1 drill the grid. Yeah, who, yeah, that's, they should have done that, honestly. Uh, who they is, did do that. Did they? Yeah, they've done it where they have to like show each driver's height. I thought it was age. No, they've done it by height. Ah, I didn't know they did a height one as well. They've done a um, height one. I'll send you the link. Who is taller, Logan Sargent or Joe Guanyu? Oh, I'm going to say Joe Guan Yu. No, Logan Sargent. Logan is uh, 181. I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> Logan is 181 and Joe is 176. Okay. Who is taller, uh, Lance Stroll or Charles Leclerc? Uh, Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll, but only by two centimetres. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the, the tallest driver is Ocon. Um, and Albon, 186 centimetres. Yeah, uh, Albon, George is quite tall. He's up there. Yeah, George is 85, 185. So he's only a centimetre shorter than Alex and Esteban. And then you got Yuki Fernando. Yeah, Yuki, who is tiny. Um, towards the bottom. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. But, so should we finish off Zanfort? With the, yeah, let's start going on tangents the for a few minutes. Um, I mean, well, yeah. Well, we talked about Haas, and then we just went off on like. So yeah, we we haven't even finished. Yeah, we haven't even finished talking about Haas. Let's see. We? All right, we've got Haas, Alpha, Romeo. We've done Williams and Alpha Tauri at the start, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Haas and Alpha, Alpha. Romeo. Yeah. So Haas did very well under the change of conditions, and then the dry came out and not so well. But I do. I want to shout out uh the 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 performance of nico because i think nico did pretty well to be completely honest with you uh so nico ended up p12 which is pretty yeah. good i'm not gonna lie um and then magnuson was down in 16th however i i don't know which one it is but i know that um magnuson had an upgraded wing I don't know whether or not Hulkenberg also had the same upgraded wing. However, because Magnussen crashed during one of the FPs, Magnussen yeah. didn't have the upgraded wing for the race. So I believe that's why there was such a big difference between the two. However, Kevin still did amazingly in the wet. He's pretty good in the wet, if I'm completely honest, even a little bit biased. Um, but Kevin's pretty good in the wet. Um, and he... he made the most of the of the change of conditions as we've said um but i still think that he he's lost out to his teammate yet again but i don't know how much upgrades really played into that that's that's all i was gonna say well they've both been retained by haas for next season yeah we so haven't even talked about that i was very happy to, to right. hear very happy to hear that they were carrying on with the same um i i think it's just drivers. what Terry mentioned in the last podcast is that mm. a lot of contracts are coming to an end next year. So Haas want to say, hey, we've got two free seats rather than having Nico or Kevin locked in for like a two, three year contract and they can't change drivers if they yeah. want to. Well, they can't easily change drivers if they want to. So Yeah, it's a bit messier. But I think yeah. that with with Kevin and Nico, neither of them really bin cars. The cars bin themselves sometimes. But with those two, you've got two very reliable, very experienced drivers who, in complete honesty, probably won't cost that much money. So probably. it's a very good move for both parties, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I think it's winning all round, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I think it's the right decision to make. Um, and then, But I think next season, 
one of them will not be there. Yeah, it's or the both sen- of them may not be there. It's the sensible decision to make, but I do think they could have been interesting and they could have potentially, you know, gone for a rookie or something like that. But I'm not over. I bothered. think, you know, we could see Nico Hulkenberg get Red Bull for 2025. I think that's a bit much, but you never know. Good, good. Um, so, who knows? Maybe um, maybe Nico, German driver, goes and has some sort of pre-agreement with Audi and goes to Alfa Romeo. Possibly. <laughs> goes to Alfa Romeo. He has a pre-agreement with hold Audi. On, hold on and a he minute. goes to Alfa Romeo. Hold on a minute. Alfa Romeo is going to become Audi. So I know, don't, but don't, like, don't, don't why would he like have the not, pre-agreement with... No, no. Don't act like it's not... It wouldn't It wouldn't be completely out of it. it wouldn't, I don't think so. I think they'll want him to join when that Audi... This, this, I'm going to save this this moment right now. And I'm gonna laugh in your face when Nico is confirmed. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, last team but not least, Alfa Romeo, the ones we were just talking about. Again, similar to Haas, did all yep. right at the start, Valtteri especially. Yeah, um, and then again, just quickly got forgotten about as I went backwards. You say that, and but uh, Joe wasn't. Well, Joe just it, yeah. aquaplaned right into the wall. Yeah, not his fault whatsoever. It was changing to wet weather tyres that don't work, and there's not a lot you can do, I'm afraid. Yeah, so, but again, it'll be interesting to see what the future looks like for Alpha. Like, yeah, it for seems sure. to be like since the Audi deals come through, they're just like, we just don't care. We're just going to maintain kind of thing. So. Yeah, I, I guess there's a little bit of that in there. Um, but it will be very interesting to see, you know, whether or not their car is going to get upgraded that much or whether or not they and Williams will essentially swap places over the next couple of seasons. I, I don't think so. I think, you know, if any, they'll probably do obviously some development work for next year. Um, mm. But they are waiting for 2026. Once yeah. they know, it's like, what is standard on the car and what isn't, then that's where they'll just be developing all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was the race. It was a very good race, very interesting race. Biased, glad to see Fernando back on the podium. Well yep. done to Max for equaling those nine record wins. And, yeah, bring more, more uh, races by the beach with mix of, mixing conditions. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, um, obviously, Max resurgence or Max... Max... <laughs> Max's rise to fame is part of the reason why Zandvoort is on the calendar is where I was going with that. Um, And in all honesty, even when Max is long gone, I think keep the track because it's awesome. It's a fun track. Hopefully, if they follow through with the plan to make cars smaller and lighter, that'll become an even more fun track to watch. Yes, yeah, hopefully. Um, I think think that obviously the... So Zandvoort have a contract up until 2025 as of right now. Um, and hopefully that will get extended. But as you know, because I sent you a photo of it, I've applied for tickets for next year as well. You have, yes. Because I thought, right, <laughs> I thought I've not had enough rain at my Formula One races. I need to go to Sandville. <laughs> no, Amsterdam's a fun weekend. As you know, you've just come back from there. Um, no, I so, didn't come back from Amsterdam. I came back from Rotterdam. Same difference, okay? They're, they're not the it's same. They're two fine. completely different cities. Both of them end in dam, okay? Yeah, so and they got both <laughs> two different cities. Okay, I was in Rotterdam. Big right, difference. Well, Rotterdam. I was 
about an hour and hour and a half away from Sandvoort. Nothing. So. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so um, it is easily drivable. To exactly. Drive to so why didn't you go? <laughs> I did no. go to uh, The Hague. So uh, that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So for your crimes against fashion, that's where your uh, court case will be. Hold on, hold on a hold on a minute. Sorry, excuse you. No, if you want to talk about crimes against against fashion, you need to talk about Ferrari's new livery. So the duck. No, oh, you mean not, uh, the Ronald McDonald? The Ronald McDonald, the new McDonald's outfit. Um, Are we yeah, just previewing we Monza now? Have we moved on to Monza. Uh, no, no, no. I just wanted to throw some shade at Ferrari again because it's <laughs> fun. Uh, we will talk about Monza in a bit, but um, yeah, is there anything else from the race you really wanted to cover? Um, if you had to rate that race out of ten, oh, what would you give it? Definitely a nine out of ten. Definitely race. a nine out of ten. Okay, I was ten gonna... out of ten races are the ones where Max doesn't win. <laughs> okay, I was going to give it an eight. I was going to give it an eight. Um, uh, I think probably slightly biased because Fernando was on the podium. Mm. Fernando um, on the podium again is vibes for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm giving it an eight. Cool, cool. Solid race, very good. But most of the races this season have been a five or a six at best. 